Welcome to C3 Church Tabra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Phil Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. May we receive power to celebrate in every day, to keep our eyes on you, to radiate you. May our countenance be of glory. May people wonder and ask us who we serve. Bob Dylan once sang in the 80s, he got radically saved and sang a song, you've got to serve somebody. Maybe the devil or it may be the Lord, but you gotta serve somebody. Father, we serve you. We love you. I just pray right now you'd energize this meeting by the power of your spirit. We need your Holy Spirit. You know, in the last chapter of Luke, the Gospel of Luke, Jesus said, Don't do anything. Wait for the promise of the Father. Wait till you're imbued with power. Wait. And so they did in the upper room. And then suddenly, the Holy Spirit came. Tongues of cloven fire came upon them, symbolizing that they were going to be given a great ability to communicate and be a witness because it says... And proclaims in Acts 1.8, and you'll receive power to be my witnesses. See, we're witnessing even at the checkout. You want to be quiet about it. You want to be shy about it. You're on a holiday. But you know what? That person can feel that love, that grace, that anointing. So you're caught in a crisis of faith now. Ah, the Lord, he wants me to say something. And you know, sometimes and oftentimes it's not about trying to get them saved in a moment. It's just being friendly to them. And I find with those people, they are amazed when you're friendly with them and personable. Here's a clue. Ask them if they've seen any live entertainment lately. And they go, oh yeah, I went to the green and saw Elton John or, or I went to the Capitol Theater because <laughs> they're dying for interaction. Not just through groceries, but they're, they're dying to, to talk to someone who cares about them. And when you say it politely friend, in a friendly tone, you know what, that opens, that's a bridge into their hearts. Now, that's, that's a good test for you to see how much God you can get into that few moments while those groceries are flicking past. But certainly, just be kind and friendly this Christmas season to all come what may. Father, we thank you for the fresh oil anointing upon this house to radiate your great love. And the saints say... Amen. God bless you. Just touch someone next, just pat them on the shoulder or something and just say, hey, God is good. God is good. Love to see visitors in the house again. We did a welcome uh, to C3. 30 people were in that lunch. We do it at the end of the service. 
and uh, we explain what we're doing in terms of vision and our culture. What's the culture? It's not a free-for-all. We actually set culture, and we got vision. We're doing something with your time, your talent, and resources. That's why we give to the Lord, because we're doing something. The Bible says in uh, Luke chapter 19, occupy till he comes. And that's what we've done. We pursued 11 acres back in 97. And we just knew God wanted us to be the head, not the tail. And we just knew that God wanted a home for his family. Who can concur with that? Who can agree with that? And guess what happened? Men, listen to me, and men who haven't got maybe their own home yet. God wants you to have your own home. And look at these guys. Man, you just, you know, God answered your prayers. And, and you know, and God turned it around and boom, they've got themselves a house. I don't know how, a little house there at Tukley. And uh, well done, guys. But that's God. That's what our God can do. And that's what I said to the Lord. He did it for me. And I said, well, Lord, would you do it for the church? And he did. He said, just trust me. What's faith? Simple formula. What is faith? Trust. Very good. Trust and obedience to God. Trust God explicitly. Lean not on your own understanding. Trust God and be obedient to his voice. I've got a great message. It's called, say this after me, more of God. Say more of God. I want to open it up by saying this. Many of us want more from God instead of more of God. Did you get that? Many of us want more from God instead of having more of God. And I want to throw the gauntlet down this morning and say to you that we need more of God. Amen? God is amazing. God is greater than anything that you can imagine almost. His presence is awesome than anything we can imagine. There's always... I find there's always more to know about God. Even after 35 years, the love of my life still share with passion and excitement scriptures that are unfolding to us, revelation that we've heard, and experiences that we've gone through. And this is how we met each other. Me out of the wild 70s, Julie out of show business in the 70s and early 80s, Back at our hometown, here's us. We've run the course of our own life. Came back to our hometown, went to the same primary school, watched the man land on the moon in 1969 together. And I used to walk by her house every day of my primary school days. She went that way. I went that way. I saw her once when I was about 14, get on the school, on the bus, the suburban bus, and she was all dolled up for show business. And I went, 14-year-old boy, 13-year-old girl, all dressed up. 
wow. That was my only remembrance of Julie back in the early 70s. And, and, and I did run into her in the hurdy-gurdy 70s, mid-70s. But she was uptown girl and I was a surfy bum. Never the twain shall meet. And uh, she went that way. She ended up overseas in Asia doing uh, entertainment in Singapore and had an experience with God in Singapore. I went North Queensland building weirs and dams, doing man stuff, and, and came back. And uh, we just were... I had an encounter with God, exactly. I had, had my own encounter with God. Same year, same time, I think, what, 81? Same... We worked it out, anyway. October 82. And still, there was more to do on us. But in 84, we landed in each other's worlds. And we realized that we're on the same wavelength in knowing God or trying to seek God. And in that, we became best buddies, talking about God all the time, inseparable. God this, God that, God this, God that. And can I say, even after such a good start of attending church in 85, and Julie became a worship leader back then, and Julie raised Christian dance school, and at Erina CLC, which is the Impact Center now. And even after all that and all that we've done for the Lord, can I just say sincerely, there's more of God. I am, this year has been wonderful uh, experience this year of knowing God or getting to know more of God. So if you've uh, come to C3, and um, can I say this, you will develop a hunger for C, uh, for for, for God in this culture, in this environment, it will get on you and you will develop a hunger and a thirst. Just as water cures your thirst and, hung, and, and food fills your hunger, God, our God, and more of God gives you peace. Who needs peace in their world? Sincere, peace, tranquil, harmonious. What was that line out of the castle when he's looking at and gazing out? The serenity. <laughs> I have to, guys, I have to be honest. <laughs> the jet plane. The serenity, Shane Hutchinson. Shane looks after big job sites in Sydney, building massive infrastructure. Is that Shane I'm looking at down there? Give me... He's had a haircut. He's looking after 300 guys. That's all right. He's, uh, he's definitely after some ser serenity. Is that right? Give me a hand wave if you're after some serenity. <laughs> I have those moments every day, and I hope you do too. I hope that's your desire. If it's your desire to know more about God, you are in good company with this church, and next year will be the same. I desire more of him. Who desires to hear his voice? Who desires to know more of him? 
If that's your desire, the promise of God, Matthew 5, 6, let's do this. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Who wants to be filled with more of God? Man, last night we had a great time. We danced, we partied, we kicked off the celebration uh, season. You know, the, 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 this, this is the reason for the season, Josh. And last night we threw the gauntlet down. Jamie did Jamie bouncing around with a big stomach. She's, she's, she's here today. today. She's laying down today like the air's, air's rock. She's, sorry, Jamie. She's, and, and she could give birth any moment, guys. She could give birth any moment. But we threw the gauntlet down and we celebrated. We danced. I'm going somewhere with this. And... There was something about being able to give thanks to God for being family and being in this great place of knowing God. Um, Seek the benefactor, not just the benefits. The Word and the Spirit, I believe... um, bring us to this same truth that God matters most. Would you concur with that? Nothing we need more so than God. So this is what I believe, prophetically speaking. We watch a lot of prophetic ministries on our YouTube. That's what Julie and I do. We watch and try and get a consensus of opinion what God is saying uh, to the church in general. And I honestly believe that the Holy Spirit is inviting us to hunger and thirst for what matters most, and that is God and His kingdom. You know, Jesus promises us the Holy Spirit. If we ask the Holy Spirit, He will come, He will fill us. And His Word, His Word allows us this privilege, this awesome, excitable privilege to know him more. And I I would say this, it's not sufficient enough to know of God. We must know God. And and I'll leave you with that little pause, Selah, pause on that. Do you know just of God or do you really want to personally know God? Ultimately, that's what the Spirit-filled church is desperately trying to do. Desperately. That's why we talk about experience. Here's the culture. Experience God. We're praying that that you would experience God. When two or more are gathered, there he is. I'm praying that you would experience God. We're praying that in that experience you are transformed to know intuitively and by faith and by that work of the Spirit on your heart that God is madly in love with you. Madly in love with you. And that, my friend, can make all the difference. And then there's a sense of belonging to the family. Like last night, Ev. Did you feel that sense of belonging to our family? Here's Ev. He's a balloner, born in Lismore. Mad surfy, every day surfing. But he needs a family. They meet each other at presents. Jessie, my daughter, my number two daughter. Meets Evan, 
Man meets girl. Girl meets man. (laughs) And the rest is history. Now, the Bible says he puts the lonely in families. And man, I saw last night or yesterday, you were sincerely joying the family, weren't you? You are loving the cricket. We played cricket, backyard cricket. It's true, we did some ballet dancing. <laughs> Haven't done that before, but, and it was actually Joey that was tutoring us. Was it not, Andrew? It was. I want to know and enjoy God's presence, live in His light. And I want to depend on him like never before. Many of us Christians, many of us have learned to forgive, handle trials, pray, worship, walk in the anointing, not grieve the Holy Spirit, or I hope you have, live for his praise only, but still there is more. The Holy Spirit, guys, is drawing us, many of us, to pursue God in this season. Many of us long to see a revival in the nation and a renewal in the church. Who can say amen to that? Can I just ask you something? Are you experiencing this drawing, this wooing to God himself? Are you experiencing that and or have experienced that this year in 2019? Can I just show a show of hands? Sorry, I have to embarrass you. Can, have you experienced experience that wooing. Are we there yet? Driving from Canley Heights to Cronulla in the back of the E.H. Holden, me the eldest, in the back, three other siblings, Heathcote Road, the desert of Sahara, what is it? Sahara, thank you. Do you know I don't, I'm not sure if the exhaust was leaking in the back or... And I'm not sure if we picked the hottest days of the year to do this trip, this one-hour trip from the western suburbs to Cronulla. This place was of our dreams. And constantly, myself and the siblings would be asking, are we there yet? When we, I don't know where it was, carrying bar somewhere like that, carrying bar, we'd get over the crest, and there it was, more of God. It was like there was no turning back. I was never to return to the suburbs after seeing this site. I know some of you lived on the beach, but you don't understand what I'm talking about. But for us... Westies, it was like a mirage. It was like, when I was in the boys' home looking after juvenile offenders, I took 15 guys in a 21 seater bus. They would have be privileged to have time out of the institution. I drove them to, I had the privilege as the youth worker to drive them to Coco Cabana Beach. And, and, and these are tough guys. So, you know, like at least three or four of them had murdered people. 
There was three uh, Asians. One guy was uh, in, the, in the triad. Help me something anyway, not to worry. And he had been shot through the stomach and he had been doing weights and he was a tough kid. We got to the beach, we got out of the, the bus and the, the sand was lovely down there, isn't it? Copa, the sand is lovely. And the Aussie guys went running down. Hey guys, pull up, don't go in the water yet. You know, but these three Asians were like, finally, the, the, the guy that was like this gang leader, he, we could just tell his whole countenance was different. He wasn't the tough guy anymore. And I could tell he was almost reduced to like a little boy. He came closer to the guys that we got on the water's edge and this guy, tattoos, blown out stomach, angry man at the best of times, fell on his knees and started to throw the sand up like this. And you could tell, it's just the boy of his heart. Just the boy of his, he's just going. And all the Aussie guys, including me, are going, look at the big tough guy now. I think Aus, uh, Australians, actually, they need a glimpse of the glory of God. Amen. Let's look at this. Philippians 3.12 says, Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal. This is Paul speaking. After he got marvelously, radically saved, he's still saying, there's more, there's more. Not that I've already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal. I press on, I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took, of, took a hold of me. So for the very reason he took a hold of you, we need to be taking hold of him because he's got a plan for us. You know, I could hear the Lord saying to me during the week, I love the world. And that got my attention. You know the scripture, John three sixteen, For God so loved the world. And you know this verse well. I know this verse well. Amen? And then I, I heard the Lord say, They know they're lost, and they know, and they know they need me. I'm talking about the people who know not God yet. They know they're lost, and they know they need me. I pray that, that would, you would understand that. And then there's a statement. They could have all of me if they wanted me. This is you. This is about you. But they have all of me that they want. Oh. How much more of God do you want? You know, guys, I understand the seeker-sensitive message, and this will be our last maybe heavyweight message this, this year. Then we'll go into typically what we call seeker-sensitive, less trying to draw you into the deeper things of God, more just evangelistic. So please bring your visitors from here on end. I understand the seeker-sensitive message, but still God says... Psalm 138, verse 2, I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for all your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. 
I understand we need more people. We'd like more people in the kingdom, in the church. But guys, we need more God. Who can, who can agree with me there? We need more God. We don't need to lower the bar. The Holy Spirit can't be controlled, and control is something few people are willing to give up. Whoa. Our lives are too busy, too complicated, and to even have more of God. It's almost like it's just another thing we've got to deal with. We could risk preaching just enough of the Bible to keep you comfortably blessed in your assurance of your salvation. We could come through with a self-help message, five easy steps for the better you. The kind of sermon that doesn't offend visitors or the new members. Brothers and sisters, can I tell you something? If self-help truly, uh, or a self-help book truly was going to save us, our Savior died for nothing. The blood of Jesus, the forgiveness of sins, and the power of His Word. They're the only things that can change us, shape us, transform us. Is that right? And make us vessels of honor. So it's the Word. It's the Word. I understand it's, you know, it's good. I like to make people laugh. But I hate to think that you would leave here and that you would just receive a little bit of lively assurance that it's good to be saved. I want to provoke you a little bit. I'm like a gym instructor. I want, come on, I'll spot you. God's going to spot you. Come on, you can do it. God's going to spot you. You can, you can push more. I find with coaches you can do better. I went to the gym in Nairobi, and we had this beautiful specimen of a Nairobian, and, oh, this guy was magnificent. And he got us, Garth and I, doing stuff that I thought we could never do. With God, you can do all things through Christ, who strengthens you. It's amazing what you can do when God is spotting you. Who wants to be a vessel of honor? 2 Timothy 2.21, Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, but will be a vessel of honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. I want to be a vessel of honor. I want my mind purified. I want the mind of Christ. I want my heart clean. I want, I want God to be able to speak to me in a nanosecond, to be able to witness to people and to be able to to be able to be used in the turning of a situation around for good to those that love God and bring God into the equation to a sick bed, to a hospital bed, to a situation, someone crying, someone grieved. I want to be able to be, and, and the only way I know how to do that is to be a vessel of honor where God can get to you. Your reception is like 5G. Maybe I shouldn't have mentioned that. There's a bit of controversy about 5G at the moment. But I want 5G. They, they're saying with 5G, uh, a, um, a surgeon in America can, uh, can, can be videoed and have an automated, uh, automated uh, auto, an auto robot, a robot 
that can uh, perform surgery on a soldier in Afghanistan, say, because the 5G network is so quick, so quick, and who knows that you have to be quick with decisions in surgery. They reckon it's, it's going to get ridiculous, the, the possibilities of what we can do for good and for God. There are usually two opinions that I'm faced with every day. My opinion and God's opinion. Who knows God's opinion matters most? Psalm 119.89, your word, Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. His word is holy. It's infallible. It cannot be changed. It can only be fulfilled. Do we take him at his word? Like Andrew was saying, great message, Andrew. He will rebuke the devourer for his name's sake if we give unto the Lord. Or do we take someone else's word for it? Do we listen to the world? Ah, the church, or, uh, the church only wants your money. That's so easy to say. But when you know God, fear God, love God, have been transformed by God, you want to give. You love to give. It will just happen. God is looking for someone to agree with. He will agree with you if you stand with Him. If you want more of God in your life, start agreeing with His Word. That's a great first step. There's power in agreement. It's who we agree with that matters to the Lord. You know the Garden of Eden. Let's go back there. Adam and Eve, they got deceived. They agreed with the wrong voice. Even after hearing God himself in the, in the beautiful garden of creation, they were deceived. Jesus says himself in Luke 21 verse 18, Take heed that you be not deceived in these days. Be careful whose voice you're listening to. John the Baptist said, he must increase, I must decrease. John 3.30. Is that true? Laying aside our status, laying aside our, our pretense of life, laying aside even everything sometimes. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to deny yourself to allow more of God? Are you, allowed, are you willing to allow your personality to be maybe changed a little bit, to be a little bit more, you know, a bit more godly? Are you, are, you, are you willing to allow God to do a number on you? I am. No matter what it takes, Lord, I'm willing I want more of you. We have not because we ask not. We ask not because we want not. We don't ask for God. We don't ask for more of God because we actually don't want more of God. And if we really wanted more of God, we would ask. Genesis 5.24 says, Enoch, walk faithfully with God. Then he was no more. Because Enoch was taken away. They say, that, they say that Enoch was so in communion with God, there was nothing left of Enoch. 
And so God just took him away. It's just like, oh, let's just, he's learned his lesson. He's decreased, I'm increased, let's take him. It's true, Revelations 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock if I could have this famous painting, the famous Salmon painting of Jesus standing and knocking at the door. Can you see anything uh, different about this door? It does not have a handle on the outside. Um, If you don't want to invite the Lord in, he won't come in. You, and the scripture says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and be with him. What an honor if Jesus came to your door. But, you know, a lot of us would scurry around because our houses are messy. But guess what, guys? He knows your mess. He transcends time and space. He knows your stuff. He knows what's in your heart. He knows that stuff is in your life. Just let him in. Let him in. This guy was a famous painter of biblical um, portraits. And don't you love it? God is sending us an invitation for a visitation. Who believes that? He's sending us an invitation for this new decade that is upon us, 2020. They're saying it's a decade of 2020 vision or a decade of announcing or proclaiming the year. Uh, the Hebraic calendar says it's, it's the year of pay, P-E-Y, meaning it's a season, a whole decade of proclaiming and declaring your future. So it's up to you. My sheep hear my voice and know them and they follow me. So we, you know, when you look at the life of Jesus, I think he's given us the heads up that we can have this relationship with Father God. And when you look at it like this, Jesus, his presence, his nature, his life, his spirit, his love, his mercy, his forgiveness, his gentleness, his patience, his kindness, his boldness for the sake of the gospel, his heart for the lost, his jealousy for his word, his jealousy for his people and his jealousy for his glory. These are the things worth fighting for now and in 2020 and for this next decade. And these are the things that allow us to have more of God. These are the things that we need to focus on because they represent his nature. And I honestly believe this, when the world sees us demonstrating those things, then the world will believe and then come unto salvation. When they see us demonstrating the nature of God, they will come. Do you believe that? This Christ-likeness. And I think it's already happening. Do you want more of God? I'm sure you do. I need more of God and less of me. And it's happening. I heard one prophet say, God is coming to us before he comes for us. Wow. He wants to fill us. He wants to surround us by his presence. This is the stuff that changes the atmosphere. When God, cha- when, when God turns up in your environment, in your atmosphere, you know what? The devil, he's nowhere to be seen. Joel 2.28, 
could be yet to be fulfilled. If you look at Joel 2.28, it's the prophecy that Peter on the day of Pentecost stood up and announced, this is that that was spoken by the prophet Joel. Joel 2.28 says, and this is a promise in the Old Testament, and I think it's still yet to come. And it says, and it shall come to pass afterward that I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. So in the upper room, 120 got hammered by the Holy Spirit. But guess what, guys? I think the Holy Spirit's going to come on the, on, the, on the unsaved, on all flesh. What happens when that happens? I think the Lord is getting the church ready for this to happen. For these newly saved people who get a touch of God and then they go on and say, my goodness, what the heck happened to me? Like the gentleman at the back there, he got saved. He gave his life to the Lord. He, I led him through the, the sinner's prayer. And I, I'm just laying hands on him and boom, he goes down on the floor and he's being taken you know, he's, he's being gripped by the Holy Spirit. Soul surgery. God is working on his heart. He gets up. Boy, I haven't had a touch of God like that for a long time, ever. We need, we need more of God to have answers. It's going to be messy. It's going to sting. But there's joy in heaven when one person comes to the Lord. Luke 15, 10 says in the same way, I tell you that there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who, who repents. Guys, that's why we need revival. It's not just for us, it's for them. Revival's coming. This will be the church's finest hour. More from God or more of God. I, the Lord, your God, am jealous God, Exodus 20, verse 5, do you want more of God or more from God? Paul prayed that the Ephesians would be filled, Ephesians 3, 19, would be filled with all the fullness of God. Wanting more from God is using Him to accomplish your goals. Wanting more of God is partaking of the divine nature, 2 Peter 1, 5. Partaking, may this be your prayer, that you want to partake of the divine nature of God. Not what, not what He can give you, but you want more of Him, wanting more of God, partaking of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of the sinful desire. There's a fine line of wanting God and wanting more from God. Let's, let's have a look at some of these PowerPoints maybe. Wanting more of Him means you want Him for His own sake. Wanting more from Him means you want certain things that He might give you. Next, wanting more of Him is focusing on what He is like. Wanting more from Him is focusing on what He can do for you. Next, getting more of Him is knowing His Word better and having more of His Spirit. Getting more from Him is using Him to achieve your goals. Next, getting more of Him is getting to know who He is. Getting more from Him is focusing on yourself. You, you, you getting this? And next, lastly, getting more of Him is dignifying His will 
getting more from him is dignifying your agenda. We used to say in the 90s, in the move of God, I want all of God that I can get. Do you remember that, Julie? A.W. Tozer says he lived from 1897 to 1963. A.W. Tozer, who knows him? He says this, that we could have as much of God as we want. We are saved, but we desire our inheritance. And I've said this, these things through the year, I'm sure. We talk about possessing your inheritance, the promised land, the narrative therein, Moses and Joshua pressing ahead, possessing their promised land. Do you remember that? Who wants to reach your full kingdom potential? Can I hear an amen? Who wants to walk in victory? Can I hear an amen? We want to know his will for our lives and walk in it. Can I hear an amen? We want to take hold of God's destiny for our lives. Can I hear a amen? Out of the ruins, God has a plan to restore your inheritance. Can I hear an amen? There is a process of restoration. It is through Jesus. Forgiveness, healing, prosperity, the restoration we long for from the ruins of my life from the 70s to the glorious resurrection faith in my life by 82, where I became a new creature in Christ was a glorious day. When God gave the Ten Commandments to the children of Israel on Mount Sinai 3,400 years ago, He identified Himself as a jealous God and actually said, I, the Lord God, am a jealous God. Last point, Exodus 20, verse 5. That means that He is our God. We belong to Him and He loves you with a jealous care. It also means, however, that He wants His will for us to be respected, honored, obeyed, and accomplished in us. I'm talking about His will. Say His will. St. Augustine said, God loves every person as though there were no one else to love. He also said, He has plans for each of us, and if there were no one else, He has plans for. Put it another way, God has an opinion about everything. Ponder that for a moment. God has an opinion on everything. Trouble is, we don't always want His opinion. We're afraid it might be different from ours. True wisdom is getting God's wisdom for our life, our decisions. And we follow that to the hilt. Doxa, D-O-X-A, The Greek word for glory means opinion. God's jealousy is also his glory. Glory is the total of all his attributes. His glory is his opinion. That glory in you needs to be unlocked. You are created to glorify God. Amen? According to Paul, 
we are Ephesians 1.11. He says, In him we're also chosen, having been predestined, according to the plan of him who works out everything, in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we who were the first to put our hope in Christ might be the praise of his glory. God wants us to know him. According to Jesus, eternal life is knowing God. He said, he said to his Father, who is our Father, John 17 verse 3 says, Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. And God, of course he wants to meet all your needs. Of course he does. Ephesians 5 17 says, Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Lord, as we receive more from you of who you are, as we receive more illumination unto our heart, more word, more of your spirit, as we make room for you, we understand, dear God, that you have a plan for us. Psalm 84 verse 11 says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. Lord, we're a fool if we try and go another way. We want to go the way of life, the path of life. We want to know your will. We need to know you, Lord God. I was on my own path for a long time. Let's just close our eyes for a moment. And I was living my own life. I wasn't giving glory to God. If you've been in the house and you've realized you've been going your own way, can I just say, the God of the universe, He loves you. Can I just say, choosing God was the best choice I ever made. He is my everything. He takes all the pain from your past and gives you a bright new future. Let's just announce that. Let's, let's, be, let's be priests. Let's pray. Let's pray this prayer. Let, let's pray this prayer. And, and then I'll, I'll lead a personal prayer. But let's just say this prayer. Let's just all stand if you could. Let's announce this into the heavenlies. That our God has a great plan for all the peoples in our world, in our neighborhoods, in our workplaces. God is calling them and wooing them. He's calling them to the path of life. We're going to be a house of prayer right now, church. In a word, God only has good plans for you and I and your friends and family. We are fools to try to take another path. God is calling them. God is calling you. He's wooing you to the path of life. More God, more healing, more restoration to secure your inheritance. And passing that legacy of God in you to your children and to your children's children. Can I hear an amen? Faith is rising in you now so that you are confident for your future and I declare that over you in Jesus' name. Now I want to say this to you and I want to say it to all the people on the Central Coast. 330,000 people in this glorious coastal region called the Central Coast. Let's announce it into the heavenlies. 
The Bible says in Ephesians that we, that we declare the manifold wisdom of God into the heavenlies. The Bible says we're a house of prayer. So let's declare this into the heavenlies over every house, over every family, over every boy and girl, every man and woman. We declare that Jesus is calling you. And we declare choosing Him is the best choice that you can ever make. Let's think of these unsaved people in our world as you ponder that. Let's declare this. And let's believe that this prayer is going to reach their heart. And we declare to the unsaved people in our world, knowing Jesus is paramount. Knowing Jesus, the lover of our soul, is paramount. Choosing Him was the best choice I ever made. That He can be your everything. He can take all the pain from you, from your past, and give you a bright new future. God of the universe loves you. Let's pronounce that over the central coast, over all the unsaved, all the seekers that are seeking God this Christmas. We declare over you, the God of the universe loves you. Let's declare that over family members, extended families, even if they're overseas. We declare that over our children, over our children's children. The God of the universe loves you. He formed you. You are not an accident. There is nothing that you have done that He can restore, that He can't restore, repair, or renew. All of you, all you have to do is ask Him. All you have to do, friend, is ask Him. He's waiting. He's waiting. Now, if this prayer is for you, it's a simple prayer of confessing Jesus as Lord of your life. You're not becoming religious. You're not joining a church. You're simply saying yes to Jesus. Let's say that from your heart if this means you. And we're going to say it. We're going to say it also as a prayer of declaration over our over our fellow travelers of the Central Coast. Repeat this prayer after me. Simple prayer which begins a relationship with God. It's taking a step towards Him. You'll never be the same again. Let's say this prayer together. Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for all the things that I have done wrong in my life. Forgive me. I choose to turn away from what I know is wrong. Thank you that you died on the cross and rose again so that I could be forgiven and set free. Please come into my heart by the power of the Holy Spirit. I place my life in your hands. Help me, Lord, to live the life you would have me live in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And the saints say, if you said that, We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.